Hey, I'm Hallie, and I'm the founder of Hallie TBH, a life coaching firm based in Brooklyn, New York, but serving people everywhere. A little about me, just to introduce myself. I have a background in both the nonprofit and tech industries, and I've worked exclusively in client-facing roles throughout my career. I learned and grew a lot in every job I've had thus far, but to be completely honest, nothing ever really felt like a fit. I never dreamed of having a traditional career. Since I was a kid, I've struggled to reconcile my intense drive and ambition with my distaste for virtually every job in the universe. And I figured it was just the way it was gonna be. I'd have a day job, make enough money to be comfortable, and then actually live my life before and after work and on the weekends. That is until COVID happened. Over the past four months, I've had the super unique experience of feeling trapped, feeling anxious, feeling restless, hopeless. Anybody else feel that way? No? Wow, I'm super special. Uh, I guess it's just me. So going through all of those feelings, I was flailing, trying to figure out what to do with my life that wouldn't make me feel like I was perpetually counting down until every day of my life was over. So I asked myself, what do I like to do? What am I good at? What sorts of activities allow me to lose track of time? What do I value? What have people told me I'm good at? What makes my heart feel full? It was obvious to me after asking these questions that I wanted to help people. But the question of how I could do that ethically while earning a living remained unanswered. I'm a bit bossy, I'm very opinionated, and I'm pretty intense. I like talking through people's problems with them, asking them questions, gathering information and giving advice, sometimes unsolicited. But my stamina for tricky conversations is high. I don't have a perfect record by any means, but I can say in a tough talk, I can stay there for a pretty long time. I value honesty, accountability, and compassion above all else, and I aspire to honor each of these values in every interaction I have. Again, not a perfect record, but that's always the goal. I've helped people put their feelings into words. I've been a cheerleader on the sidelines of people's hardest moments. I try my best to be there for anyone who needs me whenever they need me. With all of this in mind, TBH came to be. At first, I wanted to be a sort of millennial ghostwriter for people's difficult online conversations like texts with an ex or an email to your boss, but the project evolved into a more holistic coaching model built on an ongoing relationship with clients and an understanding of their longer-term goals instead of just a band-aid solution in a particularly sticky situation. My hope is to bring my clients and the broader TBH community closer to their peace. I aim to help people better understand themselves so they can make confident, informed decisions free of judgment or fear. I want the people I come in contact with to walk away knowing how to love themselves a little better, how to see themselves a little more clearly, and to move forward in their lives with a calm optimism that it's all going to work out. Because it is. Before it even starts, I'm giving this podcast permission to evolve as it grows. 
Right now, I plan to loosely focus each episode of the podcast on a subject you all have asked me about on Instagram, through my website, in sessions. Ideally, I'd love to be able to have guests on in the future to either talk about specific topics that interest them or talk through issues that they're working on. I want this space to be fun and informative, and I want it to help start conversations, both with yourself and with other people. I want the podcast to bring you closer to where you're trying to go. So with that in mind, let's get started. Our first episode is going to focus on boundary setting. Multiple people DM'd me asking me to talk about boundaries. I feel like learning to set boundaries is the single most important hurdle separating adolescence and adulthood. Boundaries are limits that separate what's safe from what isn't. They're deeply personal. When a person identifies the environment they need in a situation or relationship in order to feel safe, they delineate the behaviors that fall within that bubble from the behaviors that break it. To me, there are three crucial elements in boundary setting. One, self-compassion. Two, communication. And three, acceptance. Self-compassion. It's impossible to determine your own boundaries without starting with a certain level of love and care for your own well-being. To protect your own safety, you need to know what violates it. And you need to name those violations without feigning indifference or belittling their impact. You need to release yourself from your own judgment and allow yourself to proudly need what you need. If someone hugging you without asking really disturbs you, for example, you need to try your best to quiet the voice in your head that tells you you're weird for not wanting that, that you can get over it, that it's actually not a big deal, and so on. Perhaps someday unsolicited hugs won't bother you, but even if they bother you forever, there's nothing wrong with that. You need to own that behavior as a violation of your boundaries and shout that limit loud and proud whenever necessary. If you have trouble respecting your own limits, like a lot of us do, imagine they're the limits of your closest friend or your baby sibling. You may struggle to protect yourself, but protecting those closest to you comes naturally. If your best friend doesn't like being hugged without warning, you'll jump to their defense when you see someone going in for a surprise embrace. Use that same instinct for yourself. Be your own best friend. Communication. Once you've identified your own limits and gotten over the self-consciousness of accepting them for what they are, the next step is communicating them to others. There isn't a one-size-fits-all formula for boundary setting. Boundaries depend a lot on circumstance, and they can evolve over time. Sometimes you may set a boundary that turns out to be too strict, and other times you may set a boundary that wasn't strict enough. Just keep checking in with yourself. Be honest about your needs, and update the people who need to be kept in the loop. A great starting point when expressing boundaries is clearly defining examples of what is okay and what isn't. State what you need and why it's important. Allow the other person to ask clarifying questions. Make sure that you both are on the same page so that this conversation can be used as a reference point in the future, should boundaries become murky further down the line, as they are wont to do. Don't make excuses to defend the validity of your boundaries. You've already done the work of getting to know yourself and your limits. You've thought about these boundaries to the point of bringing them to someone else. 
Your process is as legitimate as anyone else's and your boundaries should be respected without over explanation. So avoid the urge. When you start dating someone new, for example, you may have certain boundaries with them that you won't need once you get to know them better. That said, there are some boundaries that might be universal, regardless of your level of closeness to someone. Keep tabs on how you feel over time and give yourself permission to both change and stay firm. Sometimes, people can weaponize their perceived intimacy with you as an excuse to violate your boundaries. I'm not assigning bad intentions to this person. I'm simply saying that this can happen because adding boundaries into an equation where they previously didn't exist is a change. Be wary of this and remind yourself that just because someone else may not agree with your boundaries doesn't mean they aren't valid. Remember that boundaries go both ways. Just as it's your responsibility to communicate your boundaries to the people around you, it's their responsibility to communicate theirs to you. If you're not sure about someone else's boundaries, ask. Aside from situations of extreme vulnerability or power disparity, where the person with less power can't safely express their boundaries without fear of repercussions, no question is off limits to ask someone else. They can always refuse to answer. Often, our boundaries feel like no-brainers to us. Like, of course we wouldn't be comfortable with X, Y, Z. Why should we have to spell it out? But how often does someone come to you saying how they felt about something and it's a reaction you can't relate to at all? We all react differently to situations and assuming our personal responses are obvious is naive. Spell out your boundaries, even when they feel to you like they could go unsaid. Assume no one is a mind reader because you aren't a mind reader. Acceptance. Just as boundaries are useful in identifying what behaviors are and are not acceptable in certain situations, they're also immensely useful in identifying what you will and will not hold yourself responsible for. Boundaries take so much work because they're hard. They're hard to identify, they're hard to communicate, and they're hard to maintain, especially when they're implemented mid-relationship. For example, boundaries with family can be some of the hardest to manage because it can feel like you're hurting the people close to you to prevent your own hurt. Remind yourself that you want your loved ones to have the same permission to have boundaries as you do. And if they were to bring a difficult new boundary to you, you would do your best to honor it. A person reacting negatively to a boundary doesn't mean the boundary was wrong or cruel. Hurting someone else is sometimes unavoidable, and releasing yourself of responsibility for their feelings allows you to maintain empathy for them without falling into defensiveness and resentment after a boundary violation. In the context of your personal boundaries, the only thing you're responsible for is your own honesty and communication. You're not responsible for how other people react. You're not responsible for the ways your boundaries may change other people's lives. They have the autonomy to do with your boundaries what they will. You're simply outlining the rules of engagement and it's up to them if they want to abide by them or step away. Boundaries are not the magic key to make everything in your life go exactly as you planned. Sometimes asserting your boundaries can lead to immense loss, ending relationships or limiting opportunities. Mourning these losses is healthy and human 
but blaming your boundaries for those losses betrays the entire reason you built them to begin with. Remind yourself why you came up with these limits. Remind yourself of how they're going to help you get to where you want to go. Give yourself permission to be sad, but trust that these losses are opening doors to better, brighter relationships and opportunities in the future. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'm eager to hear your feedback, so please do not be shy in reaching out to me on Instagram or via my website's contact page or via email with any questions or comments. My website is www.hallietbh.com. That's H-A-L-L-I-E-T-B-H.com. You can reach out to me there, fill out a contact form, schedule a free consultation with me, whatever you need. And if you have topics you'd like me to discuss in the future, I would absolutely love suggestions. This project is ever-changing, and my ultimate dream is for it to be a collaboration between me and all of you. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all soon. Love, Hallie.